Hi, my name is Rivka, and we are going to be learning a sicha from Kutesicha Yitzchelik Yudchas about Yud Beis and Gimel Tamos. Um, so the Rebbe begins with a premise that every single month has a specific theme, which often correlates to the days within that month that decides the theme of the month. Um, for example, Adar is a month of joy, obviously, because of the days of Purim that it contains within it. The month of Nisan is a month of redemption because of the days of Pesach. Um, but what we find interestingly with Tammuz is that it has two opposing days and therefore seemingly two opposing themes. Um, first of all, obviously, Shabbat Shabbat it's a fast day. It's a day of mourning and bitterness. Whereas we also have the idea of Geula because Yudbeis and Yudgimel Tammuz is the Yama Geula of the Free Yudhik Um And this is not just a day of Geula for the Free Yudhik but it's a day for all Yudin, which makes the entire month a month of Geula. Um, as the Friedrich Rebbe wrote in his famous letter, that on the 12th of Thomas, Hashem did not just liberate me alone, but also all those who love our holy Torah, those who keep the mitzvahs, and even those who just bear the name of Israel. Um, and it's specifically in our generation where we're coming towards Mashiach in a very real, prevalent way that this second theme has been brought to light, which wasn't apparent in previous generations. All they had was the theme of a fast day. So, just as there's two opposing days within Tamas, there's also two opposing meanings of the name of the word Tamas. Firstly, it was an, a name of an idolatry, which is obviously the lowest of the low. It's very dark and bitter that Tamas is, you know, a month that's named after an idol. And secondly, it's an expression of heating. Um, Tamas, as we know, is in the, in the summer, so it's definitely a warm month. But the sun, um, corresponding to heat, is often related to Hashem, that Hashem is compared to the sun. How so? The sun may shed light onto the world, but that doesn't mean that the sun loses anything when it shines its rays. Um, just as Hashem doesn't change just because he creates the world and creates creation, um, and this idea that Hashem doesn't change with creation is antithetical to idolatry at its core because idolatry says the world is not patal to Hashem. There are other things that do exist outside of Hashem, like an idol, which is why someone might, you know, go after such a thing, but the fact that Hashem doesn't change because of creation is completely the opposite, saying that the worlds are bottled to Hashem, there is nothing outside of Him. Um, it's interesting to note that when we take Hashem out of the picture of our lives, um, that is idolatry, because when we recognize that Hashem is in all parts of our life, even which even the things which we think follow a predictable order, that this is how it is, this is how it should be, this is how it always will be, if we forget that Hashem actually makes things happen every step of the way and it goes by his will that in a sense is idolatry because we're recognizing that there's things outside of Hashem which is not true so this intense heat and the radiance of the sun and the shine of Hashem represents this intense revelation of Avaya which is the name of Hashem above nature and that's brought out in Thomas and specifically um this aspect of Hashem of Hashem in a miraculous state of you know, showing his kindness in a more, you know, miraculous way. Um, and this is very visible in the month of Thomas in specific. So obviously the name of Thomas was chosen for its second meaning, not the first. Um, but this is something we only understand now with Chassidus. This wasn't always understood that the second name um, corresponds to all these deep ideas. It was always, you know, either it's a name of an idolatry or an expression of heating. But what does that even mean? We only understood that with Chassidus. 
And it also obviously must be that Tammuz is not a month of mourning as its theme, but the theme is Geula because of the second special day, because of Yud Beis and Yud Tammuz. But how can it be that for so many generations, the main theme of Tammuz was unknown? You could say that, true, there's always new ideas coming to light in Terra that obviously it always existed, but it was brought to light in a new, at a new time. But this is not just a Chiddush. This is the most important and central theme of the entire Tammuz. Tammuz is nothing without this idea, and obviously Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Talmud happened more recently than the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. So how can it be that for so many generations this main idea of Talmud was unknown? Um, so it must be, if we're going to answer this properly, that the theme of the of Talmud as a whole has to include the fast day. That the fast day is included in the message of Talmud as a month of Geula. Um, so now we're going to go into two ways to understand a fast, and it's going to help us understand why the fast is correlated to Geula. Firstly, you can understand the fast as simply a punishment on the surface level. Um, it's Hashem showing that he's displeased and punishing for us. Even if it's in a way of cleansing, it's a punishment. Or secondly, you can understand that it's a day that ultimately will be transformed into an even higher level of good when Mashiach comes. That it's not a punishment for the sake of Geula, but at its core, it is a day of Geula. In fact, this idea that the inner purpose of the fast day was to begin with, um, a day of freedom and geula is shown by how the calendar works. Every single year, Tishabav and Shavasar Batamas will always fall on the same day of the week as Pesach. Why? Because Pesach, which is obviously a day of geula, um, is the same expression of Hashem's kindness as a fast day. It's just in two different ways, one in a more revealed way and one in more, a more concealed state. Um, in fact, the love that's expressed through a fast may be greater than the love expressed by Hashem through Pesach. How so? We know the famous mashal that a father who's strict with his son, it's not because he doesn't love his son, it's because he loves his son so much, he has such a powerful love, that this is what this love dictates at this time. And him holding back from his son, using discipline and restraint, is actually a much kinder and more authentic way of treating his son with love. Um, and obviously, we also know that the greatest things are hidden. So in holding back, that's actually where we see Hashem's greatest kindness. Okay, fine. So now we understand why it's not necessarily a bad day. But why will it specifically become a yamtif? Which it says about Tisha that it will become a yamtif when Mashiach comes. We would think that, okay, the Beis HaMikdash is rebuilt. There's no reason to mourn the destruction of the previous Beis HaMikdash because we have it here in the present. But then it should just be a regular day. We shouldn't fast, but it doesn't need to become a yamtif. But no, it's going to become a yamtif because at its core, the fast was always all along Hashem's greatest kindness. Even if in Galas, that's not what we see. But at its core, that's what it is. So when Mashiach comes, the original intent of the fast day, which obviously must be good because Hashem, who is all good, wouldn't have created something that isn't good, um, will be revealed in a true state. So this is the idea of Yisra'ina Armin HaChashach, but when the darkness is so dark, that's really where you can pick up on the greatest light. Okay, so that's great for the future to know that all these things will come to light. But right now, the inner dimension isn't revealed. All we see is a fast day. All we see is bitterness and the darkness of Gullus, right? No, wrong. Since we're coming up to Mashiach in such a real way, we're so close, we're in the footsteps of Mashiach, we get a taste of what Mashiach is all about. We get a taste of this inner dimension through Chassidus and through our Avaida. Um, in this case, it makes perfect sense that the fast is not in contradiction to the days of Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Talmud. It's not two opposing days and two themes within Talmud, but actually the fast day is a perfect hachana 
for Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Talmuds. The two work together perfectly well. Further, the two dimensions of Gullus, that we see both Hashem's strictness, but we know that within it, down deep down, must be kindness, is paralleled in how the Free Degrabah's imprisonment and Geula came about. First of all, we know that he was tortured, and it was a very dark time for for the Free Degrabah and for all the Yidin at that time. And when he was released, um, that the fact that he went through this imprisonment and dealt with the government in this way paved the way to expand Lubavitch in a way that no one in Lubavitch had thought to do before because once they were dealing with all of these things, they realized that, you know, we have to crack down hard. It's it's it, the same as now for us. We're in such a deep gullus that when the things seem so dark and so impossible to push through, we need to be all the more persistent. Um, so even though Gimel Tamas, which was obviously 10 days before, that was when the sentence became, not that he would be put to death, but exiled. And even that day seemed very bad at the time. Why? Because the authorities, um, well, it was thought that the authorities were just trying to remove the international pressure um, to release the Rebbe and that afterwards they would come back to the case and try to frame him. But just for now, to get everyone off their case, the communists were going to send him to exile. But actually, that was the first stage of a truer redemption that then could have ever been um, perceived because in the end, of course, the Fritig Rebbe was released completely and sent back home. So now we understand this paradox of the two opposing meanings behind the name of Thomas. Like we said, it's can either mean idolatry or it's an expression of heating. Idolatry is what the past generation saw it as, that Tamas is a time of bitterness, of mourning, and we have to um, think about, you know, all these dark things that are going on in Gullus. Um, but in our generation, Mashiach's generation, Hasidus revealed that a fast day and the month of Tamas is actually a month of greater light, of Geula, of, it's, it's a miraculous time. Chazidus brought this idea to light, and then it was physically manifested in the world through the events of Yud and Yud Gimel Tamas, to the point that the enemies released the Friedrich Rabbah knowing full well that it would strengthen all his activities that he had been doing before to an even greater extent. And so, in a way, all this was very illogical, but because the month of Tamas is so miraculous and such a month of Geula, suddenly all these things were able to happen, um, which wouldn't have been able to happen in a month where the goodness was a little bit more revealed and therefore it's not as deep. Um, and the lesson the rabbi brings from this is that obviously a Jew knows that Gullus is very, very dark. We feel it. We're like dreamers where nothing makes sense. And it's very hard often to even tell right from wrong. Gray is a very shady area and we're not really sure where to turn. Eurydice Sedaris feels very real and the darkness and the bitterness and things that happen all the time get us very down. Um, and true, a Jew can say to himself and intellectual, intellectually acknowledge that when Mashiach comes, we'll see why all this was needed because we needed to get from point A to point B, so that's why all this had to happen. But now, in the present, how do we deal with what's going on? How do we deal in a world that seems to literally shun spirituality and, and, and goodness on a whole, and it doesn't even seem like the world, which conceals Hashem and Hashem's expression and revelation, can even coexist? So this idea of Thomas teaches us that it's to the contra- contrary, specifically because of the darkness. When it's the deeper the darkness, that is when we can tune into if we choose to focus on and reveal an inner meaning of Gullus that couldn't have been perceived without all the darkness. That's why Hashem gave us Chassidus, so that we could bring to light all of these ideas which couldn't have been brought to light without 
galas. Um, and he gave us this not to just intellectually enjoy, but to use it in our avayda to bring Mashiach. That's why at the end of galas is when Hashem gave us this because he knows it's what we need to get us to that last little stretch. Um, and practically, the rabbi goes on to say that a fast day is obviously a day of mourning, and there are halachas associated with that, but it doesn't mean we can't celebrate joyfully, recognizing the inner meaning of the fast day by learning and having siyomim, and specifically learning the laws of the base of Mikdash, um, and all this will make a fast day even more joyous, so that eventually the true meaning of the fast will be the obvious one, and the whole world will recognize the truth of Hashem, and the darkness will clearly be just a stepping stone to give us a greater revelation of Hashem. I just want to end with a short story of how in the years of Soviet Russia under communism, where obviously terror learning was a crime, when a few Jews gathered in a cold, dark cellar to learn some terror with, you know, obviously a lot of mysterious nefesh to do so, one Jew came in after all the others and he sat down and he, he whispers to his friend, it's so dark in here. And his friend whispers back, don't worry, in a short while, your eyes will get used to the darkness and all will be fine. And the the leader or whoever was teaching the group spoke up and said, Galos is when we become used to the darkness. Our job is to bring light in that will push away the darkness and bring the ge'ula. So when we're dealing in the underdog, when we're dealing with the darkness and we feel it in a very real way, we need to keep reminding ourselves that it's here just so that we can bring Mashiach. That's a level of revelation that's on a much higher plane. And if we bring in the light, Instead of getting stuck in the darkness, that is exactly how we bring Mashiach.